Hello, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that is aware that there is no time for love, Dr. Jones. I am your host, Jared. To my left is special... Mikey. No. (laughs) Not this time. Different kind of special. Oh, see, you change this stuff up on me, and you wonder why I'm messing up. To my left is special guest podcaster... Dave. Then, after that, we have the regulars... Special learner... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. All right, boys, since we got a special guest podcaster today, I thought we would start off by asking him a couple of questions just so people get an understanding of who he is and what he likes. First off, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to let me replace Mikey. I think I'll do a good job. <laughs> I disagree. You can't replace me. You can't I'm do much worse. Funny. I don't know if, if Mikey could be replaced. No. I think I could be replaced. Nick Oh, could be that's replaced. definitely possible. Definitely Aaron not Nick. Definitely, be definitely uh-huh. not with a human. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh-huh. Nick uh-huh. Nick's the one that edits everything, so he can't be replaced really. Yeah. All right, uh, Dave, let's go through a couple questions, get okay. people to understand who you are. Why do you like incest anime? <laughs> <laughs> I like anime and I don't think any of them have ever had incest in it so he's still searching okay (laughs) fair enough i had to sideline you on one so let's go to the real questions um what is your favorite movie dave um it's between fight club and eternal sunshine and spotless mind i love them both i I asked you your favorite movie you gave me two i want uh, what is your favorite movie all right he's pulling he's giving you the mikey routine right now (laughs) i'll go eternal sunshine that is your favorite movie? Yeah, I love but that Fight movie. Club is really freaking good, I though. really love Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club is better. <laughs> Fight Club is better? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. That, as a matter of fact, that'd actually be a hard decision for me. If I have to go on it... Guys, I gotta go Eternal Sunshine. Sure. Of so course cool. you would. I haven't seen it would. recently enough to make that decision, so for me it would have to be Fight Club out of the two, but I did love Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always the diplomat, this guy. Alright. Dave, what was your favorite movie as a child? Um, I was a big Jackie Chan fan as nice. a child. So, yeah, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Not nice. super cop. Not super cop. Hmm. Has anyone ever seen Rumble in the Bronx? Uh, I've, I've no. seen them all, I don't all, think but so. Again, a long time ago. My favorite is uh, Shanghai Noon. Yeah, yeah. I love Shanghai Noon. That was good. Got some Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah. It's just a less good version of Shanghai yeah. Noon. <laughs> Yeah, Rumble hmm. in the Bronx, I think, was his first movie to come over to America. It's I the first it one I remember hearing about. Yeah, Saw it in theaters, loved it, watched it a hundred times after that. I uh, I saw his very first American-made film in the theater called Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Me and I think there was about five other people in that theater. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, too. It was good. It is good. <laughs> Go it's exactly back what it needed to be. I, I, it's not the same thing. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me pause this. All right, Dave. Next question is, what is your least favorite movie? Um, Okay, my least favorite movie had to be Indiana Jones 4, just because it almost made my wife cry after we saw it because it was so terrible. But if I can talk about another movie that actually made me and Jared become friends, uh, before, you know, we were all close friends, but me and Jared never hung out until neither one of us had anyone to go see Men in Black 2 with. Oh, uh. Go ahead and tell that story. Uh, that was an epic story. Yeah, it was one of those movies where we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other's taste. It was the very first time we'd ever hung out. And <clears throat> we both thought it was awful, but we thought the other person was enjoying it. So we just sat through the entire movie. 
And I think Jared later on told me that had I liked that movie, he would have never became friends with me. Well, I was sitting there in the theater <laughs> mad at you because I was like, this idiot likes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so awful, but we talked about it ever since is just being the uh, terrible, terrible movie experience. I will say that your pick for worst film of all time, Indiana Jones 4, is a very good pick, though. It's, I, it, it's right up there. Have you ever seen Battlefield Earth, though? Yes. And you would still consider Indy 4 worse than Battlefield Earth? I, was, I watched it knowing what I was getting into, so it so wasn't... expectations? Yeah, expectations. So say, what about Last Days? Have you seen Last Days? No. Oh. Yeah, well, go see that, and you'll... You'll change your mind on what the worst movie of all time is. Promise. It's hard to pick something other than Indiana Jones because you wanted to like that movie. Mm, uh, like Battlefield Earth was bad, but I didn't give a crap about bad, Battlefield Earth, to be honest. Like Indiana Jones, I wanted to be good. I still have not seen that movie, actually. I only watched the first 10 minutes. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. Next question Who is your favorite director? Um,. Probably go with Tarantino. Yes. Yeah. One thing I agree with Mikey on. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only director where I hear his next movie's coming out, and I'm definitely going to go and see it. Uh, Christopher Nolan, close second, but Tarantino, I have to go number one. Favorite movie by uh, Tarantino? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Kill Bill. I, I don't think it's his best movie, but I saw it in theaters opening night. Had so much fun, like the whole audience was into it, and I've loved him ever since. So. Was that at Arnold? Uh, no, it was at Ronnie's. At Ronnie's, it okay. At Ronnie's. Well, then I didn't see that with you. I know I saw it with Jared, though. Of the movies that I've seen of his in theater as they came out since I started being a fan, the experience of go seeing Kill Bill is probably my favorite experience yeah, in one of his movies. But I would probably say Pulp Fiction is. I mean, it, it, it's the, his best movie, yeah, but as far favorite. as my favorite, I, I'll go with Kill Bill. Always with the Asians. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you like anime. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Tarantino, I mean, Kill Bill. Kill Bill was basically a live action anime. Right, that right, that's true. that's true. And an anime. In yeah, well, and some, with yeah. some animation mixed in. Oh, I enjoyed gosh. that movie more than I could possibly explain. Mm, noticing <laughs> a little so bit of a pattern fun. here. All right, I like it. Dave, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. <laughs> Dave, you're, you're already here. You don't have to get on everybody's good side. I, I've never seen Star Trek, except for the new ones. I've never seen any episodes of Star Trek. Aren't the new wow. ones great? They are great. I do really like them, but... I won't defend Star Trek on this podcast. <laughs> Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Oof. Oof. Why would Bo- you books, Harry Potter, movies, Lord of the Rings? That is a, the perfect answer, sir. Oh my gosh, why don't you get your never mind? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite oh my TV goodness, show. we got another Nick um, and Eric. I agree with all of your TV shows that you guys like. Obviously, we've all seen them, but I'm gonna go with Futurama. Oh, love Futurama. Knowing f- Dave, that is the only choice he would have ever picked. Yeah, I love mm. that show. And have you ever just cold watched a movie on Netflix that yes. completely blew you away? <laughs> I'm really not trying to kiss Jared's butt here, but Timer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I love Timer, oh. and I watched it probably three, four years before <laughs> you guys started this podcast and just oh, loved it. Guys, I, I think uh, Jared and uh, Dave here are sharing more than just a mic. No, after that first date story and now this. <laughs> I am officially a fifth wheel right now, I know, and man. I don't like it. Yeah. We, oh, got, well. we got Nick and Eric, and we got Jared and this gay. That, that's my answers. Stick with All it. All right. So, guys, have you watched anything on Netflix that you thought was good this week? 
Yes. Or have you been watching anything, really? Yes, I did. What'd you watch? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> no, I honestly don't remember. I, at some point, oh, I'll remember. I'll let you know. I'll tell you this. I finished drinking. Barbarella. Yeah? I don't really know what to think about that movie. It is one of the strangest films I have ever seen. I'm going to watch that. Um, Probably tonight. It has... It's it's like scene by scene. It is awful most of the time, and then there are certain scenes that are so cleverly written that I'm not quite sure what happened with that film. Uh, it can be funny. It's never suspenseful. Um, I don't know. That is an odd film. I've no never, one, Dave, you've never seen no, Barbarella never either. Seen no, I don't know. If anybody uh, has will. ever seen Barbarella and has any thoughts on it, you can give us an email at. Cue it up pod at gmail.com. I, I would love right. to talk to people about it. So, all right, uh, guys, you watch anything else? Uh, besides I, Cardinal baseball, that has taken up a lot of my time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I haven't watched a lot of Netflix, been watching a lot of Cardinals, yeah. watching a lot of Always Sunny again. Yeah, you know. season four still. Uh, well, I've already seen them all. Biggins yeah. is in Vegas right now, but you don't have any time to watch Game of Thrones. No, well, I don't have Game of Thrones. Nick and I watched the first 10 minutes of Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, nice. what a great movie. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Is that the first time you've yeah, seen I it? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's I not, not seen good. it. Either. You're going to love it. <laughs> Jared you will like love it. it. I yeah, have Jared watched... is, for whatever reason, does not like that movie. Well, that's because he didn't watch it twice. I have watched one other thing this week, but I can't tell you what it is because it's my pick. So you'll, you'll Fair find enough. Out All right. Fair enough. I, I have think... to mention, I went to the theater yeah. last weekend watched... Ex Machina. Heck oh yeah. yeah, it is. I want to see that. Brilliant. By Alex. Garland. I highly really recommend it. That. I won't say much about it, but who's it by here? Alex Garland. Ah, the guy that did uh, Sunshine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something else. That's why I asked. He, he, he didn't he he wrote Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's a novelist. Yeah, Danny Boyle so he directed Ex Machina. Yes. Or did, interesting. I think this is his first movie that he's directed. He's written a few that you would know. Okay. I, I saw just, New Avengers, but I know you guys don't care. Nope. Um, <laughs> go ahead really. and give us a mini review of the podcast, please. Uh, for the of the movie, keep it spoiler free. Uh, spoiler free. It's like the first one, but more Avengers. I mean, that's all I can really say without spoiling it. What do you mean by more Avengers? Uh, there, more there, action? Um, more more characters coming okay, into the storyline right. almost Dude, the, the first one wasn't much. full enough they had no, to add more characters they had to add more <laughs> well, the other, yeah, let's not bash the movie it was, no it was that. good That's it true. was good I, I liked it yeah. I liked the whole Marvel universe if, I know you don't uh, but give it a star rating zero to five uh three and a half okay what would you have given the original Avengers four and a half okay four and a half wow. yeah okay did they find excuses for the superheroes to fight each other oh, over No, no, come on. <laughs> Just right. once. Oh, okay. Actually, no, multiple times. Uh, <laughs> folks, if you love the Avengers, we're not trying to take it away from you. I understand that people love that that series. It's just, there's just something about these four guys on this podcast that we just don't care for. It, so. I, I liked it. I just, I see what's wrong with it, too. Like, I don't sit there and worship it, but it's like I had a fun time what, watching what, it. What star rating would you have given the original Avengers? Probably three and a half. That's not that's Nick. A, what would you have given the original rating. Avengers? Probably something around there, three and a half, something like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, Mikey. I would have given it probably about a one. I know for to two. sure you've never seen the Avengers. <laughs> no. I would have given the Avengers two and a half. It it simply is a film that does not engage me in any way, shape, or form. It is so well made. It's technically done. There's nothing wrong with the acting per se. I just could not 
care if I tried. Yeah. I kind of nothing the Avengers. I don't hate it. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm, just kinda... I'm not weirded out either when people like it. It's, yeah. It makes sense to me when they like it. And it doesn't help that uh, Joss Whedon annoys Jared. So. Um, the director of the Avengers, Joss Whedon, has a a way of letting his opinion be known when I don't want it to be known. And a lot of times it is... Uh, there's a term that's being thrown around the internet a lot of times. It can be prescribed to one of the podcasters on this uh, podcast, Eric. That's not true. They're SJWs standing for social justice warriors, yeah. people that are just trying to get causes. And yet, I've never done reason. any cause or anything. The only person of this podcast I mean, we that has any cause Eric that they promote. Has won for sure. Oh, okay. But Josh Whedon As they try probably... and rib me here. But uh, we all know that if anyone is a social justice warrior here, it's Mikey. He's the one who has causes on Facebook. Let's, let's not get Wait, what's a it. social justice... Wait, what is it again? Warrior? Basically, when you just trying to annoy me. try to put your opinion out there into the ether when nobody wants it or cares about your opinion, you're oh, a social that's justice warrior. That's it's, definitely Eric. Technically, the way, I actually all, I have to agree with Eric. You are the social justice I'll say warrior. all jokes no. aside for all the listeners out there. Jared is just talking out his rear. None of this is true. Of Mikey or you? Of me. Uh, Guys, if you've ever cried over Harper Lee, then you probably are. Oh, my gosh. Let's not do this again. (laughs) This this guy. Harper Lee is the woman that published the one book. To Kill a Mockingbird. She wrote another book that she never wanted published, but yet never destroyed the manuscript. And here we are. She wants it released, yet Eric, for some reason, thinks that it should not be released. So... I, I don't think I have anything else to add there. I'm against the taking advantage of the elderly, but Jared says, you know, I don't care about other people, so just take advantage. Yeah, when of the them. elderly want to be taken advantage of, Eric is not for that either. So. What? We, we, we got I, way I, off You track. guys lost me. I, I got bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jared's just trying to be a jerk. Um, before you buffer up, though. Yes. <laughs> you missed one. You missed a buffer Christ, up. Please, though. What was it? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. You yeah. did not buffer it up. Yay. I didn't want to say anything because I... I did. I, was I just a... wanted to wait because I well, knew it was coming on. Whenever I, whenever I said something about... Um, um, what's our most hated movie on here? D9K? Detroit, Detroit 9000. <laughs> whenever, they, whenever they missed... <laughs> Sorry, I just realized. Go ahead. Whenever uh, they were still doing the whole thing where they were going to mention that every episode, the first episode that they forgot it, I told them, and then they added it in later. So I always keep quiet whenever they mess up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nope, so. I think we're good to get all buffered up Let here and buffer get into up. it. No, no, no. Oh, I like no. buffer. Maybe on Reservoir Dogs, he didn't forget it. He was just Tarantino, uh, Tarantino in the timeline there. No, you know? okay. It's coming, coming out of order. That. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's go. Alright, the movie that Nick picked for us this week is the 1999 classic. Uh, Again, I've pointed this out a couple of times probably, but I'm going to point it out here. Almost any film you point out from 1999 is really good so we're here to talk about three kings directed by david o russell actually even stars a director did you guys know that no No. spike Uh, jones spike jones the guy that directed being john malkovich and adaptation is the he's conrad conrad vig 
Yeah, He's like the, 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 the hillbilly. Yeah. Really? That's huh. Spike Jones. I didn't know that was Spike Jones. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, he no starred in this movie. I have no idea why. There was, I don't know. What, fact, I wasn't was the sure. Guy I didn't what, recognize. Really? And he's yeah. so good in it, too. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I've Oops. never seen him in anything. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I didn't know when this was appropriate to bring it up, but I saw someone in this movie that just made me, like, giggle like a schoolgirl. Maybe night. I know who you're talking about. I think I know, too. Do you? Well, maybe. Describe at first and then. Uh, he was the soldier that cut the handcuffs of Mark oh, Wahlberg yeah. at the very end. Well, that's one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, who is that? Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, even know I, that. I had no idea. I was like, yeah, that is was... that Gaffigan? And then I looked it up on IMDb, and sure Isn't enough, he, you see him he, early. He's credited as soldier who cuts Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> soldier who cuts yeah. Troy's cuffs or I something like, like that. Yeah. He got nice. that, too, after somebody apparently walked off that had that role. Really? Because they didn't like what was going on with what David O. Russell was doing on set. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, I don't even know how to talk about that. It Are you the other person you're trying to bring stuff. up, Jared? Is that what you're you're yeah. leaning towards? Who's the other one? Uh, the little girl that played uh, the daughter, that uh, the main Iraqi resistance yeah, leader. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's uh, maybe from Arrested Development. I thought that no too. No joke. I looked at that ah. and I was like, that looks like maybe. I'm like, no, that can't be. No, her. it is. I, I was looking at her. I'm like, dude, it. that face looks so much like her. And then I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, yeah, it fits. I thought for sure you would have picked up on <clears> that. Didn't that notice one. her. Yeah, that, I got a kick out of that. That's cool. All right, guys. <clears throat> the movie currently holds a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't actually have the figures. I know it did well. It didn't do super well, but it did fine. All right, what did you like about... Uh, yeah, I always forget that one. Um, what is your star ratings, guys? I'm going to go with five stars for Three Kings. Uh, I'm going to go with a four. Three. Wow. I'm starting to think maybe Dave is going to replace Jared. He's like all over your job today. Yeah. I, I listen, I've listened He's, to almost every episode. We had to pry him out of your seat before he got up here. <clears throat> as long as he doesn't become the producer. Um, <laughs> I'll be the cinematographer. <laughs> I... I want to give this one a five. I'm just going to do it. Five. I think there's issues with it, but I still give it a five. I got to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. All right. Specifically, what do you guys like about this movie, Eric? The feel of this movie, like visually, it's yeah. so strong. And it it came from a time that I don't think you were seeing that kind of stuff. Some of the way the camera edits and, and some of the ways that he shot. I know also he used like a... <clears throat> a different t- style of uh, processing on the film or yeah. something. Like it just has a hard really... time getting anybody to actually develop it for him. Yeah. Cause really? it's like really difficult to do. Yeah. Well, because like stu- it for a studio to be okay with a um, developer to develop the film, they have to ensure it so that if something happens to that film, right. They can go back and film what they've lost. Every developer was like, yeah, we're not insuring this. So you're gonna have to, and he they finally found someone that was like, yeah, we'll take it on. Uh, for me though, I think my favorite thing about this movie is how much I enjoy the humor in it. The satire is so strong, uh, and a lot of it's coming like what we we spoke from that Spike Jones. You know, he, his character, even when he's like being at the beginning when he's uh, saying to very, I can't repeat them on this podcast. Uh, bad words to refer <laughs> to the Arabs, and then uh, like I think it was I think it was Ice Cube says no no use these two instead they're less like no, it was, no it was Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg's like Mark Wahlberg I, all I'm it. trying to say is that 
I'm not gonna. Say yeah, it. we can't. We can't say it. You know, this and this are perfectly fine substitutes. Oh. And they're still awful. Yeah. Uh, the scene when they show the day jobs because <laughs> you don't want to go back uh, to your day which is jobs awesome because that actually yeah. ends up coming up later. Yeah. I yeah. love that moment when he starts talking about the suitcases. It's like, yeah, oh, I know yeah. that. That's that's really clever. The yeah. day jobs cutaway is absolutely the thing that tickles me most about this movie. It's the thing I just sticks with me and i remember that they go through all their day jobs you know mark Wahlberg's pouring toner over himself <laughs> in an office ice cubes loading his luggage on the plane <laughs> and then conrad is shooting stuffed animals yeah. off of old cars with a shotgun and he goes, he goes I, I don't really have a day job i really have a day job that's so great oh. man I would say the cutaways in this film are actually one of my favorite elements of the film. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the the part where he the the Iraqi torture is talking about his family and the cutaways to his family is some of the most yeah. striking things in this film. And then there's that moment when uh, Mark Wahlberg's character envisions what it would be like if, if it was his, his family. That's one of those, those moments, awesome. like, I never forget that moment. Whenever I think about Three Kings, it is that moment and another moment that I'll talk about later that always come up to me as, like, the strongest things about this film. Yeah, that, that scene you're talking about, one of the things I like about this film is where it kind of shows good guys and bad guys on both sides uh-huh. of every group. And it's something that you don't always see in a war movie. And you know, and I don't even know if you count this as a war movie because the war is over, but it, tell, uh, it tells yeah. a story afterwards. This one and Jarhead always kind of stick out to me as war films that are technically they're it's hard to even classify them as war films, but yet they have all the trappings of a war film. Yeah, but isn't that war in our modern age? It's difficult to even classify them as wars anymore. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think it, well, just look I think at the, the, movie, the opening the, scene of the yeah. movie. Should, yeah. should I shoot are, them? Yeah. Are we like, shooting not people? Even sure. You are know? we shooting yeah. people? Or I think almost all the movies I've seen of modern day wars kind of reflect that too. You're not even really sure if you call it a war movie because it's not really a war, but it mm. is. I think the last real, real war film was Saving Private Ryan. I don't. I can't think of another one that actually feels like a war film that doesn't have this kind of postmodern yeah. spin to it that we see now. Yeah. Speaking of cutaways too, when uh Conrad retells the story of the shooting from the first scene, he's like, his head popped three feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I do like and how the truth show that. gets exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the internal organs. I was gonna do. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know what? I'll tell you this. I read about 20 reviews for this movie, not one did not mention that as like a so cool. something about that really struck a chord. And it does with me, too. Like, everybody remembers that moment with this movie. Yeah, because it would have been such a difficult... When he's talking about how the bile fills up the yeah. cavity of a bullet, I mean, it's a I lot mean, of explanation. Even the part where they show the lung collapsing. Yeah. And- yeah. It saves them a lot of explanation, so it actually serves a purpose, and it's also just visually cool. Yeah, just cool to see. We're getting a hospital. I mean, I see collapsed lungs before, and looking at that, I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of what it would look like mm-hmm. on the inside. And, and apparently, that procedure to, like, so what they do to release the pressure, yeah, is, they said it's very accurate. Exactly. Yeah, you, it is. you miss some steps that you see, but the steps that are shown are mm-hmm. are correct. I mean, it's a temporary fix. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you would do. Yeah. Eric, what else you got? 
Uh, I mean, there's many things I could mention. We'll mention throughout the podcast here, but I do want to bring up three more things of the humor. Uh, Jamie Kennedy in this movie is not someone you normally One think of that would part. be strong in a drama type role or in any type. Yeah. Role. yeah. The, now he, wait a minute. No. Scream. Uh, I'll wouldn't. give him scream. Yeah. I will say disclaimer. this. I have never seen. I've never seen Son of the Mask. Son of the Mask. Oh. Um, I have never seen. <laughs> I was going to say with Son Jamie of the Mask. Kennedy. I did not enjoy. Yeah, I, I like Jamie. Malibu's I love Malibu's Most Wanted. Really, yeah. it is I very like. good. It's very funny, and it's also one of those. It's more intelligent than it's letting you know, dude. When he starts crying about the the birds yes. next to her, well, that's a great. That and, moment is a great moment. Uh, that movie, like the woman breaking down, is like really like a profound moment. But they're in the and middle then it's of a slowly, war. Sure, but that it's a it's a cataclysm. It's a it's the thing that she's focusing in on is the everything is so awful, but this is the one thing that I just as a human being don't know what to do with. I just look at it as more of the satire about the way people perceive war. It's like everyone's so blasé about the fires and the people getting killed. And then you see a couple birds drowning in some oil and that's the tipping. Well, point. sure. And you know what? This brings us back to something that I've talked about with movies for a long time is why is it that humans when we view movies couldn't care less when there's 80 killings of yeah, human beings but one dog you kill one dog and it is the worst <laughs> thing in the world well, we talked about this right what was the I movie so. where a dog that was uh, a toxic avenger I think. oh that's right yeah yep. that just there's something along that lines without <laughs> giving spoilers away Producer but that same kind of theme you're talking about that, john wick no i haven't no. seen that yet uh i just watched uh the movie that I can't say the title because Jared will yell at me. Uh, Kick Butt Two. Oh yeah. Uh, there's there's a same kind of thing with that with uh, in terms of killing animals and someone says well, I'm not that evil. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Uh, Dave, before we move further, I would I'm very interested to know. Did you watch Toxic Avenger? No. Did, did you listen to the podcast? I, I, yes. I okay. know you guys don't like it when. I watch movies. I'm totally fine with this especially one. Especially yeah. Toxic Avenger of all movies. I, You know what? I'll say this. I did watch it as a kid, but I was so young, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Okay. And like, I can't even remember it. But I was just All the more reason to watch it, it again. Okay. Uh, Nick, what about you? What do you, what do you like about this film? Uh, it's hard to think of something that Eric didn't already say. Uh, um, what else you got then? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, that's why I was leaving off. There's humor. many things I can mention that are not humor. So I was like, uh, I'll leave some first. Yeah, I'll go with say. the non stuff. The storyline of this movie, how doing something dishonest, going to steal this gold, turns into like this humanitarian mission where they, you know, he might have got there doing trying to do something bad, but they ended up doing something way better. Uh, doing something that actually mattered. Uh, it's also reflected by the reporter how she's just looking for any, bull, you know, bull story to get her famous. Yeah. And then in the end, she's able to play a role that really matters, like being able to protect these guys just by reporting the, what they're doing. The writing in this movie is insane. It is. Tight. It is good. Very, stuff. very. Good. It's rare to have a movie like this where you start off the movie and you do not like the heroes. Like, right. They're being funny and there's moments you like, but anytime you stop and think about what they're doing, even the part where like they kick the one guy out of the truck, that's like, <laughs> yeah, like they are doing like, things that are so hard. To, it's just on that line where you're not writing them off, but you keep having like, uh, you know, they could be, 
But I'll tell you this. this What you said will bring me to what I think is the greatest scene in this movie. And I hope I'm not overdoing this when I say it is one of my favorite scenes in film history. Is the scene outside where they have to make the choice. Where they're confronted and they, they either go left or they go right. That scene with the... Uh, the mother getting shot in the head and him pulling the gun on the guy and how Mark Wahlberg's character is even telling him like, no, we did not come here for this. Let's go. The moral quandaries that are brought up in that scene are brutal and they are real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mikey, you've been in combat before, uh, as a Marine, what do you think about like, how does that scene play for someone that's actually kind of lived in that situation? I, I can tell you this. It moves me. Yet, combat to me was, you know, somebody ran a red light in uh, uh, Arnold, Missouri. So He's only battled social justice warriors. Well, (laughs) (laughs) here's my problem. And and some of the stuff that I don't like about the movie where they they drop the score down is political. So I'm going to avoid bringing any of that into it. Um, But there were other things. Um, the, the scene that you're talking about in particular, I, it's been a long time since I've seen this and I, I thought that I liked this movie a lot more than I, than I wound up actually. I mean, I still like it. Don't get me wrong. I know you love this movie because this is a movie that you and I watched together when we lived together. And well, then if it was that, then I don't know why in the world I'm all of a sudden changing now, but, um, the, the scene that you're talking about, I find it extremely hard to believe um, you're dealing with a guy that's special forces, rangers, uh, airborne, all this decorated combat vet. Yeah, he's Delta. Um, and I'm sorry. And he's getting out and all this stuff. And I'm sorry. I mean, those guys are all about mission. It's just, they're not, somebody shoots somebody in the head. They're, they're going to turn around. They're going to walk. They're going to leave. So now I get it. It's, it's Hollywood. They have to make a story out of it. Um, it never felt right to me in this movie that he was Delta Force. Like it just they didn't say quite he was Delta. Well, he says, they said special forces. He says he's Delta when they, when they were talking about yeah. my escort in the beginning, which was another thing because don't okay. why would like someone wouldn't confirm that to the media that they're like this person was Delta. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, there was there was yeah there was a lot of say so the colonel stuff says that, that he I think he, he's the one. He's like yeah he's uh, ex Delta or or he was Delta or something. Huh. Well, yeah. Well, even then, that just goes to prove my point even more because they're worse than special forces. But, well, he was uh, FS or SF. You get those cool flashlights, remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, did you see all of his tabs he had? Yeah. Those all of his Air Force and all that. I've actually seen guys that had that stuff before. So that scene doesn't work for you that because scene of does your not. own experiences. You know that this is not actually That's how not. it will go down. And I mean, I could, I would see people like Mark Wahlberg's character acting exactly like that, and everybody following through the same way. I, I don't see. I don't see, especially that's the one thing. And I don't know, maybe they were just trying to be good with the story and oh, this guy's such a tough guy and he has a heart and I don't buy it. I will say this though. I get the sense of his character that he's always never completely towed the line. That's why his friend is on his way to getting his star, you know, becoming a general and he's not is because he's not exactly towed the line all the time. So it's like, I I kind of, well, I agree with that. I, I, I at least see that set up there for the character where the character might make something that isn't typical for that but, kind of guy. See what I, I would see. <clears throat> I don't know the way I look at it. If, if he was that, you know, that would set up him leaving. That would have set up him going to, you know, Iraq and, and doing this stuff, leaving Kuwait, leaving the base, 
doing this illegal thing, that would set that up for me. It wouldn't set up him all of a sudden turning into a humanitarian. I mean, a guy like that is a somebody that, especially if he's retiring and he was in all that stuff and still was in all that, it means he spent 20 years training to specifically kill people. Maybe he's, I mean, maybe he's you know, sick of himself at that point. I doubt it. And especially when you get into you know the yeah, military. Mikey, don't you want the storyline of a movie to <clears throat> show change in a character? Yeah. To show change? I mean, yeah. if he doesn't change, it, the movie it, ends. It depends. It's like, no, like, we'll just take our now, gold. Now, See you later. You know, if I, if I was to do it better, swap him with Mark Wahlberg. Let Mark Wahlberg shoot the guy, and then the colonel has to deal with it. You know, deal with the repercussions of that. That's interesting. I could do. See, I could do that. That's the but, other thing that. Uh, just a second, guys. Mikey just said something that made a lot of sense. Ah, it's true. It's true. I don't know how we. We're like, gonna have what to come up with some this? new music. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, can we move forward? Yeah, I don't. Know. He did get something wrong in there. What did he get wrong? Did what you say the colonel? A, he's major or major. Ah, no. you're an idiot still. What were you trying to say, Nick? Salvage that. I was going to say, I also felt like Mark Wahlberg and his, they're, they're like, it would have seemed more true if Mark Wahlberg was the one to initiate the, we have to help these people type of thing, being the new father and, or, or any of them. Well, any the of the reservists, the, one the reservists are the ones that are going to have hearts. That's believable. You know what I'm saying? The reservists, they, uh, they haven't spent 20 weren't years. Weren't you a reservist, Mikey? Yes. Okay. That but, makes sense. But at the same time, you're talking about a 21-day war right. or whatever it was, where these guys are still going to have hearts. You know, those special forces guys and all that stuff, That's they train to not have that. Right. That is their whole, their their mission and their whole job is to follow orders, to follow the mission and complete yeah. it. Versus you get some reservists in there, they've been there for 20 days, you know, they don't, you know, they still this see This wasn't good even a people. mission. They're going to go steal the stuff. The first time Definitely you see the guy, he's no, it's their having mission. sex with the reporter and breaks everything. Like, <laughs> this guy's clearly a loose Can we cannon. just say coitus instead? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh. Uh, I do love the scene where uh, Mark Wahlberg is running to get those kids, the kids that are running into the minefield. Oh, yeah. And, and he has to drop the bag of gold. He has to drop the bag of gold. I was so, like, yeah, that's that. clever. Yeah. <laughs> Liked it. Mikey, uh, you gave it three stars, which means that you still like it, but you're not super on it. What can you say about what you did like about the film? As far as the filmmaking goes, when you take... When you just get into your... The way the film was made, um, minus the actors, minus any of that stuff, and I'll get into that later, not to say that the acting was bad, but if you subtract, if you subtract all that stuff out of there, this wasn't outstanding you know very well made film yeah i think david o russell was ahead of his time when it came to this kind of saying what eric said earlier but you know there was some things in there which we'll get into with the whole dislikes thing what did you like sir what did i like yeah i that movie was extremely well made uh, i liked the so the direction the, is your favorite. The thing. direct, well, it's the direction, the editing, the you know the way that they did shoot that scene. Um, there the one no that I'm not really fingers or anything. None of those. Those are a big deal. <laughs> there but, was only one part where I felt like the filming kind of was off with me, and it was when they first have the shootout. It's in slow motion, yeah. and it it's blurry. I and it kind of like you hear four shots, and then you 
here for hits over yeah. here. See, I and like that. I, I didn't like that. That's my favorite part of the yeah. movie. I mean, I like the part of the movie and what they were doing, but I, I, when they slowed it down like that, it, it just fell off to me. Let me highlight something else from that scene. Uh, after the shootout happens, there's a shot of George Clooney from below where he is looking passively, yet the clouds are like yeah. running yeah, by, by him. I remember, I, I really do remember this. First time I watched this movie, there was something about that shot and the violence that I had just seen. I got lightheaded at the shot with George Clooney. Although when Jared says stuff like that. Yeah. What? <laughs> what the heck's wrong with that? Nothing. I, there's, that's, I don't know. It's something about Nails Home. It's the perfect exclamation point on this film, to, uh, on that scene to me. Which, again, I've already kind of said, like, it is one of my favorite. Um, let's just go with how smart and how original it was to film an action scene like that. I agree. It's different. In slow motion where you basically, it's almost like a chess where it's like, okay, this person moved. Now it's my turn. Like I found that incredibly. It wasn't even original. just slow motion. It was like a staccato, like uh, scenes. Like it was little like pictures. Like it wasn't smooth. It was. It was yeah. weird. Does yeah. that work? Action scene work for everybody but Dave or did you guys? Uh, I liked it. Do you understand what it. he's saying? Yeah, I love the way it was shot. I wasn't a big fan of. What Can was you try going to explain what it is about that? that I don't doesn't know. work for you. I feel like it was filmed one way and then it just changed all of a sudden. Because uh, they did a few, uh, I think they did a few other slow motion scenes that wasn't, I don't know, it's choppy, and I, 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 he, I feel like you're gonna bring up Fingergate when I say the blurriness and the shakiness of it, but it just, I don't know, just, it, I, I thought it was a good looking film, I just didn't like that part. Okay. For me, it felt kind of surreal, which is what the characters were probably feeling at that moment. Like, yes. is this really happening? Well, like, it's it's like Saving Private Ryan. It's that whole, I forget the word they use for it. It's the the, the whole, like, tunnel vision and, you you know... You're, that's exactly what I was thinking, it's, is it's that he of, shoots it as if we as the viewer have the adrenaline rush that I'm right. sure the characters in the film are experiencing, and that's what gives it that otherworldly sense that ha- that scene has. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys: Was this your all your first time watch, or not your first time watching it? I believe you're no. the only. Person I think I'm watching. the only one. This yeah. is my second. So, I, mean, I, I, I just didn't get that the first time. That like you know, kind of being in that situation, maybe it, time slows down and everything. But I don't know. It took me out of the movie for just a sec. That's all I can really say. Fair enough, uh, Mikey. Do you have anything else that you'd like to highlight that you did like about the film? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, it was okay. You don't have to. You don't very, have to. Dave. Very well, uh, Dave. What about you? Um, everything you guys said, pretty much spot on. Uh, my, fa- I think I kind of already said this, but my favorite part was how it showed the different sides of war. Um, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, favorite actor. He. Um, He's your favorite no, actor. No, not my favorite actor, but oh. he's my favorite part of this movie. He's at, there's a lot of movies he's done. <laughs> you know, before that, we go, uh, I, I'd actually like to talk about Mark Wahlberg because there was a time where I thought Mark Wahlberg was going to be one of the best actors of our time. He the, he came to my attention from Boogie Nights, and then he was in Three Kings, and I feel like there was another film right in there that... I know you guys don't love it, but I love him in Departed. Like, I love oh, that. I but that comes later. That's but later. There right. was, like... For a short period of time, I really thought he was going to be like the big thing. 
and then an onslaught did of he, just the worst garbage. Did he transform into uh, <laughs> something else? Uh, Good old Age yeah. of Extinction. Uh, Planet of the Apes, terrible. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yes. Even oh. by Mark Wahlberg standards, that Planet of the Apes is awful. That is rough. Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie he was uh, in? Yeah. That Never was saw that, that one. Up. The Happening? Yeah. It was basically it. A two hours of running from wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happening is one of the hardest films for me to dissect. Because I think there are sheer brilliant moments in that film, coupled with asinine yeah. delivery. I cannot understand that film, but we hopefully they put that one That's on Netflix because I would love to talk about that issue. film some other day. Uh, Dave, what else? But anyway, uh, back about his character though, Mark um, Wahlberg. Yeah, character. I mean, he's the first guy you see in the movie, and. He doesn't know whether it's right or not to shoot someone. He, I mean, he. I think he's conflicted. That is true. He's not the main guy. Like, George Clooney is obviously the guy. Yet they do start off with his character, which says something. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus, he doesn't look happy after he shoots him either. He right? doesn't. No. And I would say this. I think he's the moral compass of this film. Right. And, he's yeah. the one that transforms the most in this And film. that's why I thought he should have been the one to initiate the Yeah, but he doesn't transform, really, until, until I mean... Until he gets tortured, almost. Yeah. And even when he gets tortured, he almost understands why this person is so angry. He lets that guy go. Yeah, he does let him go. Yeah. And I um, a big, big scene. I think it would be a miss if we did not reference how awesome the scene is when the torturer asks him about Michael Jackson. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong, what's wrong with Michael Jackson, guys? He's like, uh, what? I don't know what you mean. That scene is so surreal. I love it. You know yeah. what bothers me about that scene? Huh? He didn't actually mess with his face that much until after that would have been happening in that timeline. All right, Eric, shut up. Uh, Dave, what else you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked all that. I, um, I'm not a huge fan of war movies, uh, but this one, it, it just had a good enough storyline where I... Really did enjoy watching it, but uh, I've never really thought about whether or not I love uh, war movies. Yeah, I think I, I like traditionally most of them. do. Yeah, I do. most yeah. of them I do. I, I don't go hunting them down. Usually, what's a war movie you've seen that you're like, this is garbage? Everybody else likes it. <sighs> Can you name something? Yeah, I don't They're want definitely to. Is it Private there. Ryan? No. Uh, I was going to say, you're about to get kicked out of this podcast. I've never finished Saving Private Ryan. What? What? Wow. That blows my mind. Somebody get the hook. If this was a visual podcast, there would be a stamp of discredited. (laughs) So you don't know if they actually save Private Ryan? I hope they did. They were saving him. (laughs) I've never finished it. And most war movies, like, I just Um, don't get through them. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for you. If somebody made a masterpiece of a courtroom drama and told me, I'd be like, sorry, it's awful. Wind uh, talkers. I mean, I, I don't think a whole lot of people like that, but that no, is one that I don't that like. That is an awful film. Yeah. That was, uh, who's the director of that? Is John Woo, remember. right? Maybe. I believe, because that's Did the they Nicolas have doves Cage in there? Huh? Yeah, it is Nicolas Cage. Did they have doves in there? <laughs> I, I don't remember. They probably did. I saw it a long time ago. It was awful. Marines um, all start shooting. But yeah, but I'll say, like, it's probably one of the main reasons why I only gave this movie four stars is. Kind of like Mikey says, this movie just wasn't for me. I don't really it's, care for war movies. So, do you that much, really enjoy this movie? Four I stars. Do. So yeah, then, it's a war film that works for it. Yeah, I mean, it does work. It definitely does. I enjoy it, but it's not exactly for me. Okay, uh, let's get into what we didn't like about the film. It did, does anybody have anything to add about it before we go into that? I have to pause. Go ahead. I was gonna say. <laughs> 
for the for the exact same reason Dave gave it four. That's why I give it five. There's something about this movie that's just right up my alley. I, there was one other thing that I thought was pretty doggone funny was when uh, the when um, George Clooney was talking to uh, one of one of the Arab guys. I, I don't remember which one, and you know George Clooney's is big, tough special forces guys, and I'm assuming everybody thinks that they're special forces that are there. And they go, can't you get some people over here? Can't you get the Marines or something? And I thought that was can't pretty call funny. Them, <laughs> why don't you call I thought that the was Marines? pretty funny. So, sorry. I, that was just my... Uh, how has nobody mentioned the cow, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> the cow, Do you again. know the studio tried very hard to have that removed from the film? Really? Yeah, he wouldn't budge on it. And the only reason it stayed in the film is because George Clooney told him, no, it needs to stay. Um, yeah, that moment is great. Yeah. Uh, how about when they're gonna buy the cars, but they're trying to get them to yeah. get to them, and they're rallying, and they're like, <laughs> they rally "United, him. United!" Yeah. I love watching George Clooney's acting in that scene. Yes, because you can see that he doesn't really like. He's trying to rile them up, and there's a shot where, like, right at the end, when he's like trying to get everybody else yeah. to scream, like, he's like George his Bush look of like, you. "It's really gonna work. It's gonna work." And then <laughs> he cuts back, and he's like, "Oh can't yeah, can't give you the car, man. Can't give you the car." <laughs> Okay. He's like, I guess right, well, I guess we'll then. buy them. I, I thought of another funny part that I thought every time they go into a bunker and they see a painting of Saddam Hussein, oh, I was dying. And he's either making out with someone or he's got a graduation. The graduation cap one destroyed me. Cap with a smile is my favorite one. Like, what? Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get into what we did not like about the film. Uh, Dave, why don't you start us off? Um. Just kind of, like I said, war movies, not for me. Um, I can't say that they're... I mean, the storyline is great. I can't find any real flaws with it, but it just... I don't know. Just kind of... didn't. I didn't like it for that reason. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I know, I I know that's a Mikey answer, but it just wasn't for me. All right. Fair enough. But. Mikey. All right, so... I know I'm not going to be me, popular on this opinion. Let me preface this before you go. Okay. You're not going to talk about... Um, politics. politics. You're not going to talk about very hot-button topics, right? No, I'm not talking about any politics. I told you, I'm leaving that out. I think we can go with politics. I don't if it gets awful, politics. we can stop and we can edit. <laughs> I, don't want to... uh, I, I would be very it's... interested to hear your opinion on this. Off the air. Um, All the, right, one I'll the, go with your judgment. If yeah, you're saying not to do it, then. The, uh, one of the things that I just did not like about this, and I'm not sure what... I don't know. Usually war movies seem to be better, and I, I can't help it, but this is one thing that I do nitpick war movies, is how realistic there's, you know the soldiers or whatever are. And these were horrible. I mean, they're, they're just... You know, there are specific examples. Well, you got George Clooney. I mean, like I said, this is going to wind up being like Fingergate, but actually, literally, we're going to have Fingergate too right now. Um, oh, no. Oh, okay. No. Can this podcast I, survive? I was, <laughs> I was, I was a, a a Marine Corps infantryman. Okay. Thank you very I'm much. I'm nowhere for near. Oh, I'm nowhere near a uh, special forces or anything like that guy. Um, one of the first things that you learn in basic training, which that means whether you're in the infantry or whether you're going to be, you know, some guy that just does admin stuff, 
you learn that when you carry your weapon, you keep your finger straight and off the trigger. How do I know that's what you're going to bring up? <laughs> and everybody in this movie, including George Clooney, is supposed to be the best, which you could, you know, if the reservists were doing it, okay, sure. I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me as much. But when you try to portray a guy as being this real tough guy, and I know only military guys are going to see that and look at it and be like, okay, that's stupid. But, you know, it's just, and then the just, I don't know. Just some of the decisions they were making. It was just they even like, had the gun go off right. because of it. When Elgin hits the one guy when they're down in the bunker and he shoots yeah. the gun. Yeah. You bring up, he's like, take your finger well, but, off the trigger. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's with like George Clooney. Because I kept checking Clooney. That was the one that I was most watching. I'm like, and you know, I I saw him. He's sitting there and he's... Clearly, he should know what he's doing. I mean, I he instructed those people right at the, the end of the movie. One of those things only a true soldier is going to see. I know. Like, and, I and that's would have never pick. thought of it. Yeah. I it mean, makes sense, though. I mean, it makes sense. And, yeah. I mean, because you see war movies out there. It's one of those things about Hollywood. I don't know if it's, you know, you'll they'll spend all kinds of money training people to do things, you know, for different roles. And, you know, they will do it on some of the stupidest roles you've ever seen in your life. But it's like you're playing in the, you know, a military. How hard is it? I mean, look at Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket was, I mean, to a T, you know, you know Marine Corps life or whatever you want to. I mean, I wasn't alive during Vietnam, obviously. But, you know, as far, you know, and why do they do that? Well, they hired Arlie Emery as the technical advisor and, you know, and they did it right. And it's just like, well, how does this how do they not do this? I mean, this movie had to have had a pretty decent sized budget that you could bring in a former or even a desert storm vet that could have sat there and well, said, okay, don't do this. Maybe it was right in the original script before David O. Russell stole it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know about that, yeah, Jared? I do. I, it doesn't sound like anything. First off, let me just say this. Every movie ever made, there is a lawsuit of, that somebody stole it. I'm telling you. Every movie guy. I'm like, just teasing on this one. The guy did get, he sued and got story by credit, but apparently what happened is David O'Russell walked into his agent and uh, read the script on the desk, took the concept of the idea, and then went and rewrote the script himself. And never read this guy's script, and this guy like lost his mind, like being like, no, this is my movie, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I'll let the lawyers decide, but at the end, I'm I highly doubt that Three Kings looks anything like his film. Probably. The idea was a heist film in the Gulf War. That that's what he did, and he got story by credit because of that. So, uh, let's see. Day no, Mikey. Hmm? What else do you not like about this film? Well, well, like I said, and then there was there was some political issues, and then just uh, some of the. This stuff, like I said, the way they did things where they should have used, you know, they used different people for the wrong reasons, I thought, you know, as far as using George Clooney to, you know, all of a sudden get a heart versus somebody like Mark Wahlberg or any of them. It could have been any of them. You know, all it would have taken was one of them to just point the weapon and shoot him. Yeah. And then they would have been in the same exact situation, but at least it would have been believable. At least to me. I mean, I'm sure most people do watch it and they're like, okay. But doesn't that fall well, into the fact, too, that the person that, that is going to make that action is the one in charge because the other guys are not disobeying their superior? No. If, if you're there on a mission. But it's not a real mission. Are, it's a mission well, that George Clooney is. When you're, but, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, but I, I think what you're saying is mission is a mindset. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. It's it's not it's like something we're just that you break away from, and and then like I said, then it starts moving into a little bit more po- political. But you know, it's 
I don't know. It just didn't care too much for that. Sure. Nick, so, what about you? Yeah, uh, there were some things here. Uh, the George Clooney character, there's things that ring false about it that I just kind of have to ignore to like this movie as much as I do. Like what? Uh, just the, I don't think his character does not scream special forces to me. Knowing the little bit I do know about special forces, he just doesn't carry himself with the seriousness that I would expect out of someone like that. Well, I do I, see. And that's kind of where it gets weird. I disagree. I, I think that what he played all the way up until that point and pretty much all the way afterwards, I could see that coming from a special forces guy. It's just that one scene right. that just is just like, this is just ridiculous because I mean, with, I mean, I mean, you read those books about, uh, you know, Navy SEALs and all that stuff. I mean, they're all partiers. They're all, they're right. guys, they go out, they get in trouble. That's what they do. You know, they've got their, their heads full of, they're the toughest people in the world, which, well, they probably are pretty close. Debatably, they yeah. are. Yeah. And, uh, and they run around and they act on it and they, you know, they do that stuff. They do that goofy stuff. You know, I, I could believe 90% of George Clooney's character, but it was just the one thing. It was just like, this just doesn't make sense. The way he disarmed that uh, one guy, too, looked legit. Like, okay. whenever yeah, it yeah. looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was weird that he was the first one to, yeah, whose heart grew three sizes that day. I would yeah. expect a more Wahlberg's character. And didn't they say they were in Nam before, too? Didn't I remember him and that colonel talking and saying, this isn't Nam or something? He said something about Nam. I yeah. remember that line. I don't, I don't know, know they were, what yeah. they meant. Oh, uh, I think they said something about this is a point. This was a pointless thing anyway, and he somebody said like this isn't Nam or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, Eric, what about you? What what about the film uh, did not go over well for well, you? Well, there's a couple things that relate to believability of the plot, and then there's quite a few editing things. The two things for me for the plot, which are just simple things, but again, when I see something like this, they kind of pull me out a little bit. When <laughs> People are carrying now. Granted, they're not, it's not the full suitcase worth, but when they're carrying bags of those gold bars effortlessly, do you have any idea how heavy those bags would be? I've heard they're like forty-five pounds a piece. But like these bars. are two bars in those bags. Like they split them up at the end where each family was getting like one bar. But when they're carrying those bags, like those bags have a lot of gold bars. No, no, they were they only had like two or three bars. That was uh, the whole point. The tensile strength of those bags was like yeah. sixty five pounds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he says now, tinsulary. Tinsulary like, strength. Even though it's tensile. Now, I mean, did they have two or three in there? I don't know. And, and am I right about how many pounds it actually weighs? I don't know. What but about that's what I've heard? I've heard they weigh like forty five. What about the cell phone working in the bunker? Yeah. I could see that. It doesn't. I let it go. That yeah. one's fine. It's not me. huge, but they're just little things. That yeah, like, but I get what they say. If there's something too, that right? I have to that ignore. Just, no, they were just regular cell phones. Yeah. Especially um, at the time, like what, 91, yeah. 92? I don't know. It just is one of those things that you have to suspend belief so that he can make that yeah, call. to bit, his. Yeah. But then there's a bunch of like little editing uh, mistakes. Now, again, this is from someone that I'm saying had phenomenal editing in the sense of tricks that he did. But there were some times where they just missed some stuff. Like some of the tricks they did, like um, one of the editing things I love too was where they uh, they're t- they have the reporter that's doing her job and she's getting shot at. And after they do that scene, which was hilarious, by the way, they sweep the camera and the camera comes up to the the girl, the other girl, showing her style of reporting. And she's like, 
so what did you do yeah. as a kid? He's like, yeah. I either wanted to be a veterinarian or a CIA sharpshooter. Yeah. Just the fluff piece. It reminded me of a Hot Fuzz where oh. the reporter keeps asking about their perfect Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that sweep is like, the editing is so phenomenal in that scene. But yet then they do stuff like um, the talking about the scene where he makes the call. Uh, his wife, where she writes on the blackboard, on that, on that little uh, like board she has there, you know they redid that scene because there's a scene of her standing there and it's already written down before the phone call comes up. Oh, really? Like, there's little things where, like, someone gets thrown down to the ground and then they cut to a different camera angle and you see him hitting the ground again. Or they'll be walking in a group. How many times did you watch this movie? I watched it just once today. But I'm just saying, like, stuff like that stuck out to me, man. How many times before today? Uh, A couple years ago. Um, Like, there's stuff where, where, like, they're walking in the big group and someone is right next to another one. Then the camera cuts away, like, to a different camera angle and the two people aren't next to each other anymore. It's just little things that they miss. They just had to slow down because their bags were so heavy. Yeah, that's it. Um, The cow thing, while I love the idea of the cow. I love the cow. Oh, gosh. You know what I hated about the cow? You hear that bell ringing around his darn neck, like, multiple times. There is no bell on that cow's neck. They just add that in in post, and it would. It's like if you're gonna do that, that's fine. But have a bell on the cow's neck. Like there are just little mistakes in there that it Don't just, you just seems hate like. Eric, isn't guys, he the worst? These nitpicks are so. Bad. And yet I gave it a four point five because yeah. that's all that it dropped down for me. Is this movie was so well done, and then there were just little tiny things that they just skimmed over. Like that, it just it surprised me. I'll give you that. I, I've upset Jared that I've. I've picked on this movie that I he thinks is flawless. These things, they it ruins the fabric of a film for me. Even this, stuff like shadows, when a camera person's walking by and you see a shadow, and like when Mark Wahlberg's down in the room making that call, you see a shadow from the cameraman like crossing. It's not. It doesn't ruin the Somebody movie. Somebody was on IMDb today. No, no, I'm serious. I saw these things. <laughs> no on my way own, you man. caught all this just I watching did. one. one because time. I was so impressed with the editing that when the editing was bad, it stuck out for me. I forget. Do they show the cow before it explodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's definitely no bell. There's on no bell. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty a sure bell. there was probably one around his tail or something. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. in the Jared shot. Jared is like, hold on. Yeah, now, now was, I can love the movie again. It was strapped to the other side of the cow. You couldn't see in the shot. Yeah. They I'm need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Jared. I'm sure in the imaginary sequel that you made, there will be no mistakes. You know, I don't think I have one, uh, an ending picked up for this film. Really? Well, it uh, pretty much tells you how it is. quite ends. crazy today. I, yeah. Things didn't work out the same. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, though. Did they get any gold? Uh, what do you think? I don't think so. I nah. don't believe they did. I mean, it was implied clearly that it, there was gold missing. I, I like... One of, one of the things I like about the movie is that it doesn't matter by the end. Yeah. The thing that was the most important thing to him at the beginning is now... The gold seems unimportant. Yeah. And they all end up well off at the end anyway. I'm sure Clooney and uh, Ice Cube are making tons of money, you know, assisting the Hollywood stuff, which... Making sure that they all have their fingers on the triggers. (laughs) Do you know who that guy was? Do you know who those two guys were at the end, too? No. Uh, The guy that is getting, like, strangled or disarmed is David O. Russell. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And then the guy behind him is uh, Brian the Boz Bosworth. (laughs) I was like, looked at it, I was like, dude, that guy is familiar. Who is that? And I looked him up, and I was like, it's the Boz. Who's Boz? It's an old football player that transferred into some cheesy action movies at one point. There's actually, I think, a documentary about him on Netflix. I think there is. At least there was at one point called The Boz. He was in a movie. Did you ever hear the movie Stone Cold? No. 
he, yeah, it's. But uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, he he started that. Like I just saw him. I was like, oh, he put the boss. Interesting. Interesting. All right, boys. We got anything else about Three Kings before we close the book? Nah, I just don't want to hear anything else bad about it. I uh, hated that. It I'm was sorry. Three Kings, but there was four of them. You know, Roger Ebert uh, <laughs> concluded his review with that uh, sentiment. Why didn't they call it Four Kings? I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, well there's, there's only three, three left by the end. Yeah. The, uh, that was for, another. That was another big gaffe they had. They actually had the um, what's uh, Jamie Kennedy? We just talked about him. Um, he was running around and he was wearing Desert Night camis for the <laughs> on his. They call it a blouse in the military. His blouse that he was wearing was Desert Night, and then his you know his trousers, what they call them, were in. Uh, um, they were deserts. Yeah, but you're they also deserts. talking about the character who is wearing night vision goggles yeah. during the day. He's well, that's so... true. He <laughs> clearly does mis- makes a mistake in every but that, scene. But, but the thing about the thing about that that makes it unbelievable though is that in the military life you can never get away with yeah. that. You couldn't get away with wearing like a the baseball hat or yeah, something. Say, I think it doesn't matter. You're still lax. in the military and you're on their time. At that's that the thing. You just it's uh, there's not a lax about it. You can't. It's like it's like well, going to post without your without your. Obviously, candy there was stuff on. going on that people weren't checking up on. I mean, the one scene where they're trying to figure out. Oh, here uh, we go. No, I'm saying, <laughs> well, the one scene where they're trying to figure out that uh, like because uh, they got the call from uh, his wife, and so like you just see all the vehicles that are going to Clooney and them drive by in the background, and they're not even paying attention. Yeah. I was like, at that point, like the war's over, man. Uh, I don't know. Three Kings, great film, Most Eric. Great. It's a good movie. What's our movie for next week? You're going to love me for this one, Jerry. Oh, All right. Boy. Here we go. No, it's actually one he likes. Lay on the Professional. Oh. They just oh, put that dang. on there. I saw that. Oh, nice. dang. Yeah. I've been actually wanting one. to see that one for a while. That would be a hmm. fun one. Not bad. All right. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> Jerry. Yes. Oh, I've been meaning to tell like tell this as a joke, and I just always wind up forgetting to do it during the <laughs> podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and just tell it so that way I can be done with it. It was... You're not your last pick. This is how long I've been trying to do this. Or maybe it was your last pick. Doesn't matter. It was your pick. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've got this dog. He came with the house. But, uh, you know, I've got this dog. And we were getting ready to watch whatever your pick was. What was your pick? Duke was the last one. No, it wasn't Duke. It was the one before that. I have no uh, idea. Well, either way. Your last pick. <laughs> this should be integral. Well, no, not really. Because what it was is I'm sitting there with my dog, and I'm like, all right, all right, buddy, it's time to watch the movie. It's Jared's pick. He took off and ran downstairs. Not even kidding you. I am not joking. <laughs> he took off and ran downstairs. Uh, just just all I had to do was mention it was your pick. The one I love? I guess I would have been in it. Because yeah. I watched at the new house. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Dave, back to you, you, Jared. Thank you. Wait, I won't be in it back next week? No. Mikey's not fired? No, oh, forget we'll you guys. Around. I'm going home. <laughs> I'll oh, Dave, come back. No, you guys get out of here. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, folks. Until then, cue it up.